This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So I made the mistake of opening this top right desk drawer, and that's where I happen to keep their stash of catnip. As soon as I touch the drawer, this one is all up in my face. <laughs> so I had to give them some, and I figured, well, what could it hurt putting it on the desk? Yeah, it's a mess. I mean, my desk is a mess anyway. I'm disorganized. My little microphone interface up there is just all cockeyed, and oh dear, don't roll off the desk. No, not that. Not that. No, not that. <laughs> Jesus. You're a mess. Stuff's all in your fur and everything. I'm not sure how I'm going to make out getting through this recording, but we're going to give it a try. Right? Right? Pet the kitty. You don't want to be petted. Pet the kitty. Sometimes cats make the worst drunks. While Dime's getting comfortably numb over here, let's do some Tales from Tech Support. Disgusting mom, disgusted daughter. I work for a large USA ISP, mostly customer service and tech support. I've recently been tasked with enrolling customers in the ACP benefit, government benefits for the internet. I'm talking to the owner of the account, the daughter. Her bill isn't what she expected and it's because the ACP credit was taken away a few months ago. She failed to recertify after a year. When the government takes its money back, $30, it does not give it back, especially two months later. Both mom and daughter tried yelling or reasoning with me to get my company to pay the money. It's the government's money and the government's program. It's out of our hands. Completely, there's nothing I can do. Upset with my responses, the mother takes the phone from the daughter and begins to force burps into the phone. <laughs> oh, that's classy. The daughter exclaims in the background, Mom, stop! You haven't hung up! You're still on the phone! The mom replies, I know! And keeps forcing belches into the phone. I say, wow, how childish, and hung up. What kind of 60-plus-year-old grandmother acts that way? Well, OP, as I've come to realize, and... You know, I've always kind of realized this, but since I started doing Tales from Tech Support, Malicious Compliance, Entitled People, and now DUI and Police Interaction videos on the other channel, I've come to discover that age really has nothing to do with it. Some people just suck. And while some people think that, you know, well, this generation just doomed, well, yes and no. Let's put it this way. One, the previous generation raised this generation. So, you know, 
you can only go so far with that. Some of it's our fault. Some of it's our parents' fault. Some of it's their parents' fault. Also, social media has emboldened people to the point where they just don't give a crap. There is no normal way to be, how do I put this? Like social grace has just gone right out the window. Nobody can just keep their mouth shut and be nice for the sake of being nice. If you don't agree, you can have a, if you don't agree, you can have a respectful discussion, but there's no need to be all nasty and bitchy and whatever. People just think they're entitled to way too many perks in life. I had the right. Well, most people don't even know what their actual rights really are. So, you know, there's that. And then when you sign a contract with somebody and think that that contract holds no water, that's, that's another one that just gets me all the time. Oh, sleepy time. Clearing 40 plus tickets spanning three plus months just by opening my eyes. So I've only just started on help desk like less than a month or so ago. The company I work for provides white label services to MSPs as a kind of buffer to take pressure off their first line. So the call today is a very irate user at company A with a recurring issue of not receiving emails from company B. I mean, this user was going off. Gas gets completely blown the lot. See, users meant to be CC'd into every email from company B that any user from company A receives. Think account manager type. So off to the email filter I go to look for said email, all the while filling in the ticket in MSP, we're helping system user mentions this has been going on for months. I click the contact name and lo and behold, 40 plus unresolved tickets over three months with the same problem. Anyway, get into the filter, search user's email addresses, not a thing that has been picked up by the filter for this user in weeks, and certainly nothing from company B's domain. Confusion ensues. There's no email here for you from that sender. User's now getting more irate. Well, I know it was sent. I was on the phone when it was sent. Okay, so you were CC'd into this. Who was the main recipient? User B. So I asked for the email address with spelling. Lo and behold, there it is. Sender, recipient, time, everything. I don't know what that means. Can you forward it to me? As you aren't listed as a recipient, not really. Face down rubbing my temples at this point, I look back up at the screen, looking at the delivery info. I look down to the CC section and her email's right there. Well, I say her email's right there, the username is anyway. I'm greeted with this. To user.b at domain xx something.com cc user.ayy at domain xx. Oh, they're spelled different. There's something left off the end of that one. Okay, so I found the email. I'm going to send you a screenshot to your email and you need to contact company B. For the entire three months you've been working with them, I'm going to assume that they've had the contact for you saved with this typo. I go back through the email filter, switch the search to email from company B's domain, and literally every email for three months has this typo in their CC line. 15-ish different texts assigned to these various tickets, plus user A themselves having these emails forwarded on by colleagues when they didn't receive the CC and no one spotted it. I think I did good today. I'm just starting out, but hoping to do many more. OP, that was a great story and all. Do me a favor, <laughs> brush up on your punctuation and your spelling a little bit. Now I am the beggar and beggars can't be choosers because this is your story and I'm borrowing it for this channel. But as a reader, it's very confusing reading through this. There's the flow gets a little weird. So sometimes you got to back off a little bit and, you know, maybe reread it yourself before you hit send or reply or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's funny. People, people will dig into everything. Like, you know, I've had problems with vehicles where the problem is probably a $5 and five minute fix, but people will want to tear half the engine apart just to figure out what it is uh, when you really didn't need to tear the engine apart. So uh, I have a 2001 Chevy Impala that I'm now letting one of my sons drive and he couldn't put gas in it. 
and I couldn't for the life of me figure out why he couldn't put gas in it. Usually, you know, sometimes when a tank gets so empty, it gets weird, and, you know, you can play with the nozzle and turn it upside down and things, and sometimes that'll help the flow, but he just kept shutting off, and he couldn't get more than, like, a gallon of gas in his car. So finally, you know, I did a little research because I knew there was some kind of EVAP system back. It's a, it's like a emissions control type thing where there's a system that takes the fumes that come out of your tank when it's vented and send it forward to the motor to be burned off so that it's not just going into the air. Well, I pulled the hose off the side of this thing and you got to get up under the car right by the where the gas fill cap is by the back wheel. Anyway, I feel like I should be wearing rubber gloves when I describe this. Anyway, I disconnected the hose, the vent hose from the tank to this canister. And sure enough, everything worked fine. You could hear all the air. You know, there was air. Basically, think of a big air bubble in your gas tank and it wasn't allowing the fluids to go in. So I disconnected this hose and everything filled fine. So, you know, $25 part later and, you know, maybe 15 minutes of knuckle banging up under the car and it's fixed. But I didn't need to tear the whole car apart to figure that out. So especially in this day and age with Google, but I'm not sure how Google would have helped with a username screw up, but sometimes just sitting down and reading. Reading is fundamental. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If people had basic problem-solving skills, I'd be out of a job. One of the higher-ups at my work is partnering with two other companies on a project. I'll refer to them as Domain 1 and Domain 2. My company will be our domain. I get a call from the higher-up saying that they're having trouble sending email to Domain 1 and are getting a kickback message. I say, okay, no problem. Can you send me an example of the kickback message? Hire looks through their emails for a while and says, uh, no, I can't find it. All right, well, how about I try to send an email myself and see if I get a kickback message? What's the email address you're having an issue sending to? Hire up says, well, if you send it from at our domain, it'll go through just fine. It's when domain two tries to send to domain one that they receive the kickback message. So I say, so the issue only lies between domain one and domain two and our domain is working normally? Hireup says, yes. Could this be an issue on our end? No. Hireup says, okay, thanks. I missed the entire point of that story. I know I'm slow, but I, somebody explain it to me down below. I'm not even going to try to figure that one out. <laughs> so, I don't understand. Uh, I know I missed something obvious, but oh well. No need to look at error messages. My business partner and I are electricians and have an electrical contractor business. He's in the office and I'm more so out in the field. I have the electric license. I'm also much more the IT guy at whatever poor ass level that may be. I fumbled around and managed to set up a ubiquity network twice. Second network had roughly 25 wired and 20 wireless devices with five switches and four buildings with fiber. I did build a Linux machine during COVID, but more so because the customer gave me two computer cases. Not sure if computer is properly set up or not. Too much humble dumbass brag. At some point, his printer was getting cantankerous, so new printer. He couldn't get the new one to work. He fumbled around a bit. The wife on a wired connection hasn't had any issues. The part-time guy on a wireless connection hasn't any issues. Partner, he can't get connection. He asked me to look at it. While kneeling on the floor beside his chair, I wasn't having a good go at it. A week or two go by. He calls HP. They remote in. He says that after two or three hours, HP couldn't figure out what was wrong. The 30 days is running out on the return. He asked me to look at it again. 
I look at slash fumble, trying everything I know, which isn't enough. I finally open a Word file and I tell it to print. The very first prompt equals an error message. This is not the default printer. Would you like to make it the default printer? I say yes. Problem fixed. HP couldn't figure this out? I'm just a dumb electrician. P.S. He told me today that he can't or has issues with scanning. Wife, come scan this and email it to me. I want to slap him. The printer sits right beside his desk. My mom was a legal secretary for probably like, I don't know, 35 years or whatever. Basically, she was a paralegal, but, you know, she became a paralegal before that was an official thing with classes and certifications and all. But anyway, she had a lot of bosses like that, you know. The printer would be right by their desk. They, You know, you'd have an office printer slash copier, and then you'd have, they'd have their personal printers right by their desk. I don't know why they needed their own, but, they, you know, they were the money makers, so whatever. But they would do similar things, you know. Come make copies of this for me. Okay. You wanted me to do this report, but I need you to make these copies. Like they needed their handheld through everything. I'm sorry. I love my attorneys, but some of them can be very needy. Like, like they're very good with the law things. They can, they can get through laws and find workarounds and memorize things, but they can't do some of the simplest tasks. And it's not all of them. Trust me. It's not all of them, but some of the ones she worked for back in the day were uh, special. Black History Month has been canceled. About five or so years ago, our whole company, 230,000 employees, or is that 23,000? I don't know. Was on Lotus Notes for email. I was a Notes admin and local desktop support who worked with a decent-sized group of about 15 who supported a service area of about 10,000. This one year, we received an email celebrating Black History Month with some details about an event. I believe it went out to all NCAL users. I think it was around 40,000 employees who received the event email. In my group, we had a diverse set of people from all over the world. We had one guy from Sudan. Let's call him Mabad. Oh, God. <laughs> he was starting his family. Already had one kid with one in the oven. I liked him. Although we were from very different cultures, I had respect because of the stories I had heard about Sudan. Anyway, back to the email. There was this option in Lotus Notes to add an email to a new calendar entry. This is exactly what Mabad decided to do. Now there were two options, one to add it to your calendar and one to add all recipients to your new calendar event. My bad either by mistake or not looking chose to add everyone to this event. This included all 40,000 people. At some point he realized what he did when everyone started asking him about the event and in a panic he canceled the meeting. This triggered a canceled meeting notification to all recipients in the event. So everyone received an email stating Black History Month with Mabad has been canceled. Then in a secondary panic he pulled in a senior tech and requested Oh, snap support to assist him in his plight. He was then considering a recall, but by then the servers were locked up and the recall feature was only for emails crafted, not automated cancellation emails. I felt so bad for him. And then he soon left to a different department. I don't have a whole lot of experience with this type of stuff, but when I did work for the school system, they, the tech people for the county had to set up a way to block out the respond to all because People would send goofy emails, like one teacher to another teacher, things like that. And that's fine on the board email. It ain't great, but, you know, it is what it is. But then they would do a, you know, some funny meme or something like that and hit respond to all. And they would send it to everybody. And in our global address books and everything like that, it wasn't just our school. It wasn't just our county's schools. It went out to state agencies as well. And, uh, yeah, they had to find a way to lock that down pretty tight because just people couldn't figure out how to navigate and just respond to the few people that were in that circle. Never mind the fact that they could have used their personal emails for all this little side stuff, but that's another story. Request ping pong. 
so I've recently come from a big project back to the service desk. Taking a week or so to get back into the flow of things again, answering the phones, getting to grips with minor frequent issues and such. Little did I expect one of the requests I had dealt with today. I'm shaking my head. A user had logged a request following extended leave from their work. For the most part, we would replace the device for security reasons as the laptop is more often than not disabled due to being out of corporate policy. The end user was using the laptop regularly enough for this not to happen. However, following a major incident, the user wasn't able to log in prior to and following the incident. The request had been logged to the service desk, triaged, and not solved, multiple password resets. No one could solve this request, so it was passed to the escalation team before I joined, and they couldn't solve it. Escalation passed it on to our end user compute team. They still can't figure it out. Why this user despite having by this point well into the double digits password resets? End user compute sees fit to pass this to starters and leavers, a reasonable move, to investigate any account issues. To keep this post readable, this ping pong of the request goes on for a month, a literal month. I picked it up this morning, looked at the backlog and scratched my head for a few minutes, called the user and got the rundown. I reset the user's password again. They had forgotten what it was last set to and I wanted to be thorough. The user tried the password and lo and behold it didn't work, unsurprisingly. So I did the one thing a dozen other people before me didn't. I asked the user to check their Wi-Fi connection. Oh my god, cue internal rage. The user wasn't even connected to their own Wi-Fi. <laughs> I asked them to try their new password once more and guess what? It worked. Well, the reason nobody would ask them to check their Wi-Fi is because it really didn't make any sense for that to be a thing. You know, who would even think that has that stuff? I guess this is where the frontline support, you know, the people who just read scripts and things come from. You know, there's a reason that those people were put in place and those scripts were put in place. When they tell you, you know, turn it off, turn it back on, unplug it, wait, you know, three minutes or whatever and plug it back in. There's a reason they walk us through some of these dumb steps because people end users and the like will do dumb things so yeah <laughs> wi-fi when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply two spaces where there should have been one i once worked under a contract to help a company set up an it department like a lot of other companies that existed before computers did each department bought its own computers and some set up lands while others set up peer-to-peer -peer stuff and others used sneaker net this company brought in consultants to tell them they needed an integrated it department and network and the company hired a cio who was a damn good one except for when he hired his idiot son because his demon seed couldn't hold down a job not even as a used car salesman. I met his other sons. Nice guys. They ran a pretty successful plumbing business. The CIO started building his IT department and when our contract expired, he let everyone from my company go except for me because, a humble brag, I'm damn good at fixing hardware. I was still under contract through my old company though. Important to this story. This was back in the DOS and Windows 3.1 and Netware days. Also, even though the CIO's numbskull son could barely breathe and walk at the same time, this dumbass treated me like a second-rate citizen. Honestly, a dirty dinner plate would have done a better job than this jackass. The CIO was the only person with a laptop, and one day he gave it to his meathead son to fix because Windows stopped launching. This ignoramus had no clue what to do, so he gave it to me. Hardware checked out. 
Scan disk didn't show anything alarming. A few other tests told me nothing. I started scrolling through configuration files just to see if I could get another idea. Now, DOS and Windows 3.1 used a lot of configuration files. You might have heard of the dosconfig.sys and autoexecbat files. They set up the computer by loading drivers and any programs that might be needed down the road. After that, you launched Windows either manually by a command line command or by putting that command in your autoexec. Windows also had a bunch of enormous text-based configuration files that loaded stuff for Windows and made it work. And for the life of me, I cannot remember what those files were called, or even their extensions. But I was scrolling through one of them just to buy time while hoping another idea would come up. So I'm scrolling and scrolling, and I'm not sure my eyes were really focused on what was going past them, but suddenly, whoa! I scroll back and I put my cursor just there. There, where there were two spaces where there should only be one. I removed one of the spaces, saved the file, and damn if Windows didn't launch and purr like a kitten. It must have shown on my face because Bonehead sent something to me, no doubt with a sneer. I turned the laptop towards him with Windows up and running. I'll take it to my dad, dipshit told me. No you won't, I answered, and I took it to the CIO. He asked me first why I brought it to him, and I told him. He shook his head ruefully, then asked me how I fixed it. I told him that too. You're kidding me, he replied, reasonably in my opinion. I just answered nope, and asked if he had anything else before I left. I'd love to know how that second space got there. I cannot stand when higher ups at companies or owners at companies or whatever hire family. A lot of times nothing goes wrong, but you know, some people just can't help themselves when it comes to nepotism and wanting special favors and, you know, trying to run the company like they run their household. It just doesn't work that way, folks. You know, there's, there's a business here. We have to run it like a business. Now I was one of those kids once my dad had a construction company, small construction company. We did framing, sheathing, cornice work. We set windows and doors and things like that. And we worked for developers and I helped run crews. Well, for a long time, I was just a carpenter and I had to follow what the foreman said, the crew foreman, not what my dad said. And I never played the, well, my dad game, you know, I, cause I can't stand that. You know, I'm hired to do work. I was hired to put on my tools, do what the foreman said and follow the plan for the day, period. I didn't have anything to do with running the company or making decisions. That was not my job. My job was to be the grunt and do what needed to be done. Can't stand people who play the, my dad owns the company. <laughs> hey guys, YouTube thinks you're going to like this video right here and it really helps the channel if you give it a click. See ya. Ugh, catnip in my mouse.